This is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and I am feeling an overwhelming sense of gratitude, an overwhelming sense of gratitude. There are several reasons for this. Um, the first of all is thank you for your emails, your conversations, your uh, questions about the new music. Thanks. We're still talking about it. Um, your appreciation for the work that we are doing to encourage you so we believe we're encouraging you we believe that because you're listening and the metrics tell us that but when you send us an email and tell us exactly what it is or you ask a question it's very encouraging and we're happy to respond to those unless i get an onslaught so great that i can't handle it myself it's quite a priority for me now one i feel like I know a name and a face and a, I feel like I should all get you all on a Zoom call someday. Maybe we should do that. We should have a Zoom call for the first hundred women who show up and we'll do a Zoom show. That would be great. Um, thank you for your contributions, your gifts of a monetary value. And thank you to my dear friend, Julie Morlock, who has been on the producer side of this for a very long time. And will no longer be with us and she is off to greater and higher things and we will pray for her um, and miss her dreadfully no more australian accent in my ears and no more finger pointing at me oh good finger pointing i might add well i've been talking about the technological culture and uh, the change and i absolutely loved talking with you about the christian constitution and character and just this week, a, a, life, a lifer, a lifelong friend of mine, gave me this book. It's a children's book. You know how I feel about children's books. And you know how I feel about reading children's books. And it's not a long book, and so I'm going to read it to you. It's called The Children of the King, and it's written by Max Lucado, and it's illustrated by Sergio Martinez. It's very simple, but has a very strong point. A long time ago on a land much like your own, there was a village, and in the village lived five orphans, a lonely family of fa fatherless children. They had banded together against the cold. One day the king learned of their misfortune and decided to adopt them. He announced that he would be their father and would come for them soon. When the children learned they had a new father and their father was the king and that the king was coming to visit, they were wild with excitement. When the people of the village learned that the children had a father and their father was the king and that the king was coming to the village, they were as excited as well. They went out to see the children and told them what to do. Emphasis, and told them what to do. You need to impress the king, they explained. Only those with great gifts to give will be allowed to live in the castle. The people didn't know the king. They just thought that all kings wanted to be impressed. So the children began preparing gifts to offer to the king. They worked long and hard to be sure the king would approve. 
one of the children who knew how to carve, decided to give the king a wonderful work of wooden art. He set his knife against the soft bark of the elm and whittled. The small blocks of wood came alive with the eyes of a sparrow or the nose of a horse. His sister decided to present the king with a painting that captured the beauty of the heavens, a painting worthy to hang in the castle. Another sister chose music as her way to impress the king. For long hours she practiced with her voice and her mandolin. Village people would stop at her window and listen as her music took wings and soared. Yet another child set out to turn the king's head with his wisdom. Late hours would find his candle lit and his books open. Geography, math, chemistry. The breadth of his study was matched only by the depth of his desire. Surely a king would appreciate all his knowledge. But there was one sister who had nothing to offer. Her hand was clumsy with the knife, her fingers stiff with a brush. When the little girl opened her mouth to sing, she sounded hoarse. She wasn't much of a reader. She believed she had no talent, and so she believed she had no gift. All she had to offer was her heart, for her heart was good, and she spent her time at the city gates watching people come and go. She would earn pennies to buy food for her brothers and sisters by grooming people's horses or feeding their animals. She was a simple stable girl, but she had a good heart. She knew the beggars by name. She took time to pet each dog. She welcomed home the travelers and greeted the strangers. How was your journey, she would ask. Tell me what you learned on your visit. How is your husband? Do you enjoy your new work? She was full of questions for people because her heart was big and she cared about people. They were all the same to her. The beggars and the rich, she cared for all of them just as they were. But since the little girl thought she had no talent and no gift, she was afraid that the king would be disappointed. She remembered the villagers' advice and set her mind about a task making a gift for the king. She took a small knife and went to her brother, the carver. Could you teach me to carve? she asked. Sorry, the young craftsman responded without looking up. I've much work to do, and I haven't time for you. The king is coming, you know. The girl put her knife and packed up a brush. She went to her sister, the artist. She found her on a hill painting a sunset on the canvas. <gasps> you paint so beautifully, said the girl, who had no gift but a big heart. I know, the painter answered. Could you share your gift with me? Not now, the sister responded with eyes on her palette. The king is coming, you know. The girl with no gift remembered that her older sister, the one with a song, she will help me, she said. When she arrived at her sister's house, she found a crowd of people waiting to listen to her sister sing. Sister, she called. Sister, I've come to listen and learn. But her sister couldn't hear. The noise of the applause was too loud. With a heavy heart, the girl turned and walked away. Then she remembered her other brother. She took a book with small words and big letters and went to see him. I have nothing to offer the king, she said. Could you teach me to read so I might show him my wisdom? The young sage-to-be didn't speak. He was lost in thought. The child with no gift spoke again. Could you help me? I have no talent. Go away, said the scholar, scarcely moving his eyes from the text. Can't you see I'm preparing myself for the coming of the king? So the girl went away sadly. She had nothing to give. 
she returned to her place at the city gates and took up her task, caring for people's animals. After some days, a man in merchant's clothes came to the small town. Can you feed my donkey? he asked the girl. The orphan jumped to her feet and looked into the brown face of the man who had traveled far. His skin was leathery from the sun and his eyes were deep. His kind smile warmed the girl's heart. That I can, she answered eagerly, leading the animal to the trough. Trust him to me. When you return, he will be groomed and fed. Tell me, she asked as the donkey drank, have you come to stay? For only a while, I'm looking for someone. Are you weary from your journey? That I am. Would you like to sit and rest, the girl motioned to a bench near the wall. The tall man sat on the bench, leaned against the wall, closed his eyes, and slept. After a few moments, he awoke and found the girl sitting at his feet, watching his face. She was embarrassed that he caught her staring. She turned away. Have you been sitting there long? Yes. What do you seek? Nothing. You seem to be a kind man with a peaceful heart. It's good to be near you. The man smiled and stroked his beard. You are a wise girl, he said. When I return, we will visit more. The man did return quite soon. Did you find the ones you were seeking, the girl asked. I found them, but they were too busy for me. What do you mean? The first one I came to see was a woodsmith rushing to complete a project. He told me to return tomorrow. Another was an artist. I saw her sitting on a hillside, but the people below said she did not want to be disturbed. The other was a musician. I sat with the others and listened to her music. When I asked to talk with her, she said she had no time. The other I sought had left. He had moved to the big city to go to school. The girl's eyes widened as she realized who the man was. But you don't look like a king, she gasped. I try not to, he explained. Being a king can be lonely. People act strangely around me. They ask for favors. They try to impress me. They bring me all of their compliments. But isn't that what a king is for? asked the girl. Certainly, responded the king. <clears throat> but there are times when I just want to be with my people. There are times when I want to talk to my people, to hear about their day, to laugh a bit, to cry some. There are times when I just want to be their father. Is that why you adopted the children? That's why. Adults think they have to impress me. Children usually don't. They just want to talk to me, and I know that I love them just the way they are, and they know that I love them just the way they are. But my brothers and sisters were too busy. They were, but I'll come back. Maybe they'll have more time another day. The girl hesitated. Sir, what about me? I have no gift, but I would like to be your child. The king smiled. You, dear, gave me the best gift of all. You gave your heart, your kindness, your time, your love. Of course you will be my child. I love you just the way you are. And so it happened that the children with many talents, but no time, missed the visit of the king, while the girl whose only gift was the gift of her heart became the child of the king. I tried not to weep through it because when I read it the first time I did, oh, it just convicted my soul. I think sometimes I'm too busy. And I notice 
that in my own private walk of faith, which I'm very faithful to, you know that, those of you who have been around here know the disciplines of my life, but there are times when the Spirit speaks to me or leads me, and I find myself, I'm on my way to go someplace else. And I often think about Jesus in the crowd, headed for an appointment, and the woman with an issue of blood stops him. <laughs> they didn't want him to stop. Come on, we've got a lot of people. And no, whoever touched you just touched you accidentally. Look how many people are here. But Jesus knew, he knew that this woman touched him and wanted to be touched by him. And I think sometimes I know that, but I move past it because I'm on my way to someplace else. Are you like that? I think we're in a period of time in our culture, in the world of 2021, where there's so much to do and so much left undone. So I want to encourage you to enjoy The Children of the King by Max Lucado. And remember that not being busy is okay. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Guadalupe make a very uncommon day of waiting for the king.